Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Tom Brady's got six rings. You think that's nuts? He's two crazy catches away from eight. What a Super Bowl. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. It's episode 48 of your favorite Canadian NFL podcast. Even if you're not Canadian or uh, it doesn't really matter if we are. It's a great football podcast and thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Jeff Hewlett, spelled with a G. Like all good Jeffs are, join the G Jeff Facebook group at, uh, well, it doesn't exist. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Our show's produced by Huck Media, the twisting mustache himself, or as he likes to call himself, the sixth maroon. Yeah. <laughs> He says that all the time. All the time. All Sunday he was saying that. Oh, yeah. Party. He just he left the, the the Super Bowl party just being like, you know what? I want more tattoos and a tank top that looks like a fucking couch. <laughs> and I'm going to grab my guitar that doesn't even look like it works and just sort of white guy dance next to rappers for the 40 seconds they've been given to rap. Dear God. Because the entire, because 100 million fucking football fans want to rush right back to some horrible love song Right before the second half. Let's add some red fire. That'll make you guys tougher. That was awful. Maybe the best moment of the Super Bowl was when Maroon 5 stopped singing. Yeah. SpongeBob was a highlight. Halftime show, SpongeBob introducing sicko mode. I missed SpongeBob because I think I went outside to vomit. If you you blinked, (laughs) yeah, you would have missed it. It was a solid 10 seconds. I don't know why exactly he was even in there, but sure, I'll take it. Anytime... Uh, Adam Levine's not on screen is a win. I'm, I hate that guy. Wow. I've never hated someone so much. And this is why Huck's been so mad at me all week. Because it's his boy. You know? Maroon 1 and Maroon 6, man. Ride till they die. He'll confirm all this and shut the Huck up. Uh, well, whether, whether you like the Super Bowl or not, folks, I'll tell you one guy that did. Uh, he's got his jibs in, his hair greased back, and he's a couple K richer. Uh, Weird Michael, Captain Under, how are you, sir? <laughs> oh, it's been a grand week, folks. Let me tell you. Haven't stopped smiling. Or snapping. Or snapping. Jesus Christ. Since Maroon 5 got off the stage at halftime, when I knew the halftime, the under was locked in. Yeah, it was 3-3. So the exact moment that you just described to our audience in the R- world, yes, when he walked off the stage, it was the moment I realized, hey, it's not going to happen. <laughs> winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Loved every minute of that Super Bowl. I tell you, if you don't tune in all season, you're not just going to like the finale. If boobies are going to be allowed at halftime shows, let's go back to the lady boobies. Right? Yeah. Right? fair. I mean, come on. Yeah. Everybody likes lady boobies more than man boobies. Even ladies. I mean it. They're way better to look at. Guys and girls and even gay guys and gay girls, I think all would agree that lady boobies are just more fun. 100% I, I might be wrong on this and totally off course. You know, message me <laughs> at free, Hughes free Talking. Come on. Uh, yeah, free the nipple. Let everybody do it. Adam Levine just wanted the entire world or the entire <laughs> women population, females, to know for the rest of their lives that he has tatted the fuck up and got some killer abs. That is a visual that will not leave his exact demographic. All right, he's insuring kills <laughs> for the next two decades, okay? That's what I'm telling you. He was, yeah, he's really trying to end his dry spell. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not All telling the you. chicks that were watching. It's not Bowl. about the dry spell, but the really smart ones lock in the future while they're still hot. As you, if he wasn't a sex icon already, but. Do you okay. think that we're just going to forget about the, one minute ago when you referred to his abs as killer? <laughs> Killer abs. I don't know. Isn't that something? I, I mean, I think that's, I don't know if that's something. I'm down. I don't know doing... if I'd say to my buddy, man, your abs are killer. I mean, I'd be, hey, buddy, you know, you've been working out. You look good. You know? When Huck was pumping iron, we were down looking the cave, and I was like, Huck, hey, looking good, bud. I worked at a gym for four years. Killer abs. That's the saying. Yeah, but that's why people went over to the next state, next workstation. <laughs> next you gym. Need a, you need a spot? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Hey, killer abs, bro. Hey, hey, hey man. How you doing? Uh, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Hey, if they're in the gym, that means I signed them up. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Killer Abs himself. Hey, I uh, actually wrote a list of all of the, the stuff I didn't like about the halftime show, and you're about to get it. List time brought to you by Mr. Not Alfonso's Class in Hospitality, where I just made lists and didn't make cookies. All right. Uh, 
The Maroon 5 halftime show made me want to chew hammers. <laughs> Here's all the stuff that was wrong with the halftime show. White guy dancing. Pop, uh, pop show, pop show, pop music in between rap. The whole thing. <laughs> all five of the Maroons, actually all six, including Huck. Uh, moves like Jagger. <laughs> all of the songs... Big Boy's 30-second set, because 100 million people really wanted to rush right back into that shit. Um, the color maroon now, just as I'm pissed off. Little with. played. Uh, and paid audience members. You know what I mean? When like they're not even real fans, they are... We, we live in the Instagram world now where a bad band that makes bad music that nobody really likes has audience members that get paid to be there and look like they're just fucking loving it. So you're at home as Joe Blow being like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is good. We got the moves. Maybe he does move like Jagger. Yeah, jumping, around, jumping around with Travis Scott, getting everybody fired up, Fuck. With awkward dancing. And I, then it's like, all right, guys, next song is She Will Be Loved. I would rather like, chew what? hammers. Yeah. <laughs> I remember as a commuter, I, uh, you have to sort of, when you're commuting and you only have real radio to listen to, yep. you're pretty forced to kind of like Maroon 5. And imagine... It's a nutritional battle <laughs> right. and you just lose it. You're like, all right, I better fucking just like it because it's going to be every other song anyways, so fuck. Uh, as, along with uh, our, our, boy, our producer, Huck, uh, also the B.O.G., the brother of God, big Maroon 5 fan, uh, Gregory Waits. Massive. Nickelback. I yeah, like Maroon, Maroon 5, 5. Yeah. but you're right. The show sucked. There you, was no flow. They're jumping in and out of rap to slow song. Yep. Big boy rolling in on a caddy, yep. and it was bumping for like 45 seconds. <laughs> We're like, okay, he's done. We're going to turn up. No. Right I back to she loves me or some last bullshit. week I said that if they were playing in the living room I'd go outside okay halfway through that show I've decided something totally new if I was ever uh, captured in a foreign country and being interrogated for everything I know I think I would you know hold firm I'm pretty you know, a pretty tough dude under pressure okay Waterboarding? Sure, I like the water. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Rip those toenails I, out? Nothing. Can I go under? Yeah. Oh, man. Someone needs to do that. You know? <laughs> All right. If Maroon 5 walked in and started setting up their equipment and like Adam was like, oh, hey, Jeff, man, what's up? You ready for your private show? I'm like, who do you, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Get out of here. Bring back the lady booby. Okay. Anyway. Wow. Um, I, I, I From hate, the depths. I hated it, man. I hated it. Go on, imagine a DJ at a, at a club you were at went, did that mix that they did at the, at the halftime show. I've been kicked out of clubs. This isn't a cafeteria. It's the biggest event in sports in the world. 100 million people watching. Okay? Maybe more. I think that's just North America. Anyway, and you got uh, moves like Jagger to, to sicko mode <laughs> back to, I don't know, some other crappy song to big boy. To back to she will be loved. Yeah, anyway, yeah. kill your st awful stuff. Uh, awful stuff. Better Think, commercials. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the NFL commercial. The everyone loved it, but I loved it too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's fun, like trying to figure out everybody who's who. The Aikman's really regretting not going in it. Apparently, uh, he he was he like they asked him to be in it, and he had, he would have to stay in California an extra two days after that Dallas LA Rams game. And he was like, you know, he's Troy Aikman. He's like, yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta stay for an extra two days. Not now. He's like, wow, everyone was in it. Donk. They'll never do that again. Yeah, everyone's gonna forget about me. Everyone's already talking about Romo. It's only the hundredth anniversary, yeah, right? You have a lot of those. For me, it really took a turn when Ed Reed was lurking yeah. by the champagne, and I was like, okay, we're onto something special here. And it went on for another thirty. It was a minute spot. How good's Peyton? They the Peyton yeah. like the self-deprecating humor. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that was more like uh, he throws uh, the ball, and then he's like, uh, and, and he's like, hey, you still got it. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> that was great. Gurley had more rushing yards in that commercial <laughs> I saw than that. the game. So. That's my. <laughs> that's a true story. Uh, but that wasn't really like a commercial, commercial like an ad. You know, like that was more of a mini production for the NFL. I thought the Bateman elevator commercial for some car yep. site. Yeah, that was great. Hyundai. That yeah. was, that was, was that Hyundai? Yeah, Hyundai. that was not going to buy. That one, was funny, man. Funny commercial. The talk vegan dinner party. Yeah. You've arrived at your nightmare. Yeah. We made beet loaf. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of vegans freaking out on the internet. Oh, yeah. Shut up.
And you know, it was like one of the only commercials that the whole room stopped for. You know, usually the play will stop and instantly people are running for the dip or a smoke or the washroom. Yeah. But the whole room stayed there. I wonder if there's like, you know, numbers to back up which commercial break is more valuable. Right. You know what I mean? You want the one before or after? The, I think actually, the for, break? I, would, I, would, I would assume, I don't know, actually. First half, you would think because if the game gets out of hand, people might turn it off. But at the same time, you're not going to miss the end of the Super Bowl if it's close. Right? If you're going to like, I don't know. Interesting. This Super Bowl was all about loading up in the first half on those commercials because a lot of eyeballs walked away in the second half. Pussies. Yeah, including yours. You missed the horses. Yeah, I missed the horses. I was uh, tightening up some uh, guacamole spillage the back corners <laughs> of uh, Centennial Studio. Yeah. Um, we, hey, we did our props picks last week, right? Our, our stupid-ass props, but they're not so stupid. They're stupider ones. So the Clydesdales were under. The Clydesdales was under. Exactly eight. Exactly eight. Wow. Two and a half. Wow. And it was Two all wagons. Bud Light before. There was no horses at all. I, don't yeah. like, I knew it. No dirty and bird. That's it. That was a trap. We should have ta- all taken the under. I feel stupid. Like I said. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you this one. Come on. Uh, I fell, so I'm over two. I had over on the horses. Definitely, I was all in on the dirty bird. No dirty bird. Only one touchdown. I, minimal. Right. But my guy got but that's it. That's why that's a really good no. It's a specific dance. Basically, two but guys might guy do it. it. I don't know. What if that was his third touchdown? Hey, still, you know the the, the bird's clean. You know, and, uh, and there was no fan on the field. No, no streaker on the field. As predicted. But uh, if there ever was one to do it, yeah, that might have been. You know, get me out of here. But I mean, might, but you could literally you put two hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred that there was going to be no streaker. You know, that's pretty good. Uh, Gladys Knight did not take a knee. No, she did not. Wearing a skirt. Of course. She's an old lady. <laughs> She's not going to take a knee. Yeah, I Googled some of her pics. She looked all right. Yo, sneaky I'm, do the job to take in, make a political statement. I'm in my early 30s, okay? It's hard to put on pants. She's going to fucking like 70. Yeah. In front of the entire world, she's going to go down on a knee on high heels and a dress. Spin around. And the one that uh, kind of uh, Gla- had us talking a lot. Her name's Gladys. No one's name's Gladys anymore. No one's name's Gladys is taking a knee right now in the world. There's Who's, like two in existence. Yeah. It's coming back around. There's a lot of... They're a dying breed. No, there's a hey, resurgence of old names coming next, around. It's ne- not all Noah's and... Next look who's talking contest we do. Okay. The loser has to name their daughter Gladys. <laughs> Explain that to her one day too. I'd be honored. She'll hate you. Uh, the MVP, the one we had a lot of chatter about. Yes. Uh, Edelman wins the MVP. Yeah. Great game. Another receiver. We talked about it. Yeah. First since Antonio Holmes. Nance never posed the question. Mm -hmm. He kind of thanked people for him before he let Julian speak. One of the props picks last week, by the way, folks, was who would the Super Bowl MVP thank first in their interview? Edelman, actually, if you listen carefully, does not thank anybody. No one. (laughs) Waited on it, hand and foot. The place had cleared out. Right. I'm sweeping up Centennial. Max volume. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. No, no thank you. Thanks. Uh, from the dude from Lock It In, Clay, uh, uh, also from Outkick the Coverage, he put a lot of money. This guy has had a couple bad beats in a row. Put a ton of money on that, that to yes, they would uh, mention Brady and Goff's age difference. You know what? Seems like a... For That's a, a, a lock. For, you would think so, right? That's what he thought. He's like, for a dumb prop bet? Yo, they're giving me good odds here. They're going to talk about that. It's like, you know, a 20-year difference or whatever. They never, actually, they never actually talked about it. They showed a graphic of what Goff looked like when Brady won his first Super Bowl and oh, yeah. said that he was like in grade three or whatever. Yeah, Pop Warner football jersey on. He was that like, doesn't count? Like, that that. Clay lost his fucking mind. That did not count. Oh, he lost. I'd be cheesed. It was the like, 17-year challenge. Yeah. They showed a couple throws. Yeah, right. Games. Anyway, he lost. Bill had a lot more hair. Yeah. Still oh, good. yes. It was part of the... Yeah, okay, then out. yeah, it does not count. 17 years ago. Yeah. He's talking about a tale of the tape. Yeah. Uh, gave you, we gave you a long shot MVP last week. I was riding it. I loved it. Because I knew it was going to be kind of a weird game. And <laughs> Cordell Patterson... He got a 45-yard run back on the first kickoff of the game. If he if so one more broken tackle. I believed. I believed. Yo, and then uh, the first three minutes of the game, Corderell Patterson was in the lead for the MVP. Yeah. Had a 40-yard run back, a three-yard catch, and a seven-yard end around. 
He had touched the ball three times in the first three minutes. I was believing. Fifteen dollars. Like, Fifteen dollars got you two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. If you and I put that, that. yeah, I was streaking. Giddy up! And he broke the first tackle. Almost jumped through the TV. If he would have taken that back, the way the game unfolded, it might have been him. Yep. <laughs> you know, like thirteen three. What? There wasn't a lot of strong candidates. That's for sure. And, well, here's the other thing. This is what happened. I was because he was hot. You could just see he had extra pep in his step. And Bill noticed it too. That's where we're throwing him some screens. He was one of the only ones going besides Edelman, right? The Rams, like he's their kickoff guy. Edelman catches the punts in the Super Bowl, you know, because normally he's pretty sure-handed. The Rams didn't score. They never kicked off. The team that always scores and never punts always punted. That was Cordell Patterson's MVP to win. Wow. They just never scored. They kicked off twice. The 11th best offense in NFL history. Yeah, they kicked off to start. They kicked off to start the half, and they kicked off after their field goal. That was it. Anyway, wow. it was good value. Just missed it. Whole lot of other stuff happened in the game, including a call that no one's talking about that changed the game. Uh, and McVeigh uh, really looked like a kid in a candy store there, uh, coaching against one of the all-time greats. We're here all about this. Wherever you are listening, Nihal Priviet, Hola, Bonjour, and Vanagam. Woo. Uh, that means hello in Tamil. And uh, thanks for listening to Look Who's Talking. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share on Facebook. And uh, hopefully you stole some phones and got your whole Super Bowl party look, looking to Look Who's Talking. Thank you for everyone who shared last week. Uh, James Duhamel, Lee Van Mosdyk, our boy John Albinson out in Sweden, Ben Devlin, Turtle Jacks, and uh, SWS Muskoka. We, Farvin, love you. Everyone at Team LTD, good luck to the Croxel brothers this weekend. Woo! See you at Fenway. Uh... Mr. Lord will actually be at Fenway this weekend. By, by, by the time you hear this. Going to the homeland. So uh, God is in the Croxel's corner. Let's hear some news, brother. All right, all right. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All, all right, right, all, all right. right. Thank you, Jeffrey. News that matters. Pat's won the Super Bowl. Again. Yeah. Going to see the president again. I called it all season, almost. And a lot earlier than a lot of other people. That's it. I'll say it one more time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all in all, Pats 13, Rams 3, the lowest scoring Super Bowl in NFL history. A lot of people, fake fans, pussies, um, <laughs> pussies. really didn't like the game. They're freaking out all over you know, social media. Oh, this game was shit. It's the worst of all time. No, it's not. Uh, it was a one-score game the entire time. I, loved, I love offense just as much as anyone else, but... It's a one-score game. You cannot tell me that the Seahawks-Broncos blowout Super Bowl was worse than this one. I, this is what or I... Better than this th- that's what, I'll, I'll agree with that, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was just perfectly honest. Yeah, if the game's going down to the last few possessions, all right, whatever the score was, even if it was a safety versus a safety, I'm fucking watching the whole thing. I was in China for the Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl. 13-hour mm-hmm. time difference. Woke up. Uh, in uh, <laughs> Hunwan Jindi Mandao, which is the name of our condos in Zhuhai, China, and uh, doing the five-word stuff over there, and woke up 6 a.m. to watch the uh, watch the Super Bowl, ended up sleeping a little bit. I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, I'll miss the first, like, I don't know. You know, I ended up missing, like, the first quarter. The game was almost over. It's like 21 nothing, And, like, within, like, early in the second quarter. And then after Percy Harvin's uh, kickoff return early in the third quarter. The game was over. Percy Harvin, hired assassin. Hired by assassin. A smart GM who's focused on the playoffs because he knew he would get there to steal one or two games over the course of the year, and he did exactly that. That's so, and and I brought we brought that up. Just me and you watching the game because I that's what I thought Cordell Patterson might do because he stole a game against the Bears for the Patriots earlier in the year. Anyway. Almost, Coradell. That, that's not even your name. No. Cordarell. There you go. But yeah, definitely a change of pace uh, from the last two Super Bowls that we've seen. The Atlanta, the Eagles, and Pats. Some all-timers, you know, super high scoring. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little bit different. Um, if you're really into defensive football. And oh, yeah. Unders, like Weird Mike, you were <laughs> happier than a pig in shit. Three of the past four Super Bowls have been like literally th- three of the top seven ever. Yeah, the... Pats versus Seahawks, Malcolm Butler interception. For what the hell are you doing throwing that ball? Anyway, uh, the Falcons come back, and the the Broncos Panthers one was a you know 
Cam Newton just got attacked, but it wasn't that good. But three losses. Yeah, there, there, there was some sacks and fumbles. There was there was some. Peyton played like crap when the cra- when the when the winning quarterback plays like crap. It, it kind of sucks, you know. Yeah, I, I like how you said fake fans. Yeah, pussies. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, but yo, we, we're in total. To think that game was not quite amazing doesn't necessarily make you a pussy. <laughs> Here, here's where I thought the game uh, uh, was interesting for a diehard fan. At every quarter interval, I thought the game was restarting. Like, in my mind, there was always more game to be played. Like, after the first quarter, zeros were all like, okay, you know what? Super Bowl jitters, no big deal. And then the second quarter, 3 nothing, halftime. You know what? You know, long halftime, I'm going to shake it off. Third quarter, same old. Someone else said So, you know, I don't know. Someone else said that to me. Like, literally, I was just waiting for the game to start all game. That's what someone said to me. I was like, ah, it's not a bad way. All right, it'll pick up here. Yeah. And it didn't. Hey, entertaining stuff, though, man. Chess match. 3-3 going into the fourth. But, yeah, uh, big props to the defensive coordinators of both teams. Uh, Yeah, Mr. Wade Phillips challenged Brady to throw, you know, clog clog the middle of the field, throw outside the numbers, uh, to which he had, you know, minimal success. Yep. Um, you know, trying to fit it to Hogan a couple times. He was just not open. Coverage was was great. Like, there just wasn't the targets, despite him having a lot of time. Um, you know, his O-line really did a great job of neutralizing Sue. And yep. uh, Mr. Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year. We'll yep. get into that later. Only one tackle yeah. for Aaron Donald. Exactly, yeah. Make you play left-handed. Take away your biggest strength is, is the Belichick game plan yep. that he seemingly can always execute or almost all the time. Um, but yeah, their defense was great as well. They they did they used sort of the Matt Patricia game plan that had a lot of success against the Rams. We talked about that last week. Absolutely. Yep. The uh, between the corners and the safeties, sort of breaking the field up into quarter into four yeah. sections that they were all responsible for. Yep. Um, also, just changing what Jared Goff Jared Goff's got Greg got McVeigh in his ear until there's 15 seconds left, and. Belichick was telling his defense, don't show anything until there's 15 seconds, 14 on that clock. Then go into your stance, because now Jared Goff's got to think by himself. He's 21 years old against the best coach in history. Yeah. And they had some communication issues because it was loud in there when they were on offense. That was like an 80% Patriots uh, dome, where uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta Mm -hmm. was 80% blue. Uh, Patriot blue. Right. And they were drowning out and they really rallied behind that. So yeah, but it, it wound up being a tilting factor. Another thing uh, a lot of people aren't really talking about um, that the herb brought up. Yep. Is Todd Gurley. Yes. What the heck? Like there, we, we don't have answers. Yes. So he was utilized very minimally. Uh, I think he had like, you know, a couple touches. He had a couple runs where like, Oh, there, there it is. Like, yeah. All right. You could be a factor. And then not at all. So one, um, McVeigh, like you're either the team is lying to the league on his injuries. I don't think so anymore. Or, or McVeigh just didn't use the best player in the game. Yes, and arguably the league like this year was that, what, what, an MVP candidate. Like last year, Belichick got crucified for sitting Malcolm Butler, right? A seemingly far less important piece in a, you know in the losing effort. And so, like, what is it? Are you are you a liar or are you dumb? I I think Mike no. No, I was going to go on something real weird. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, now I want to hear it. Uh, I'm thinking that McVeigh wants to keep his stud hungry and angry. <laughs> and he's built enough. You think he's... He get, he's okay, well, let's, hey, let, let's let him say it. Let's let him say it. He's built up enough coaching equity that he knows his ass isn't on the line in any realm, you know. And he would use him, but not have him be the star. Because maybe he goes elsewhere or maybe, I don't know, we're struggling for reasons and rationale as to why the leading yards from scrimmage guy and the fucking best player in the league, top three, didn't get the ball in the biggest game. So either they beefed head to head, has some millennial beef. It's rare to have a coach and a player with the same generational beef. Uh, That's my, you know, out there. Okay, uh, I don't know. Brent. Yeah. I don't think that he was in the Super Bowl thinking I'm going to save Todd Gurley for next season. Not save, <laughs> not save. He's we've already paid keep him. Hungry. Let's He's keep hungry. Let's keep, keep him pissed. hungry. Keep hungry. Keep hungry. To make the playoffs injury. Six years. They're in who the knows, Super Bowl. Who knows the dynamics of their relationship and how he feels? Sure. And what he knows? Sure. 
Okay. Right. So there's endless variables okay. and unknowns. I, so I threw one out there. I don't think that's the case, but I also could be wrong. Um, I don't think it's like pancake related either, you know? <laughs> I Here's what I think is going on. Uh, well, first of all, if you think you're confused, imagine you're Todd Gurley, all right? This is your team. They gave you $80 million. You're the best player in your position who played this year because, you know, Lev, Lev Bell sat out. You got a little bit hurt. They brought in a guy off the, off the street, you know, kind of a tank of a guy. And then, you know, while you were hurt, he filled the role. You guys won the division, but you were probably going to win anyway. Then you're healthy, and your team's rolling. You got home playoff games. All right. Now what? We're in the Super Bowl. I'm healthy. I'm in a, the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. This is a throwback game. I'm your tailback. Let's go. Our young California kids quarterback is struggling. Struggling. It's still a tied game in the fourth quarter. Put me in, coach. In the words of Ace Ventura, just give me a chance. <laughs> how? Yeah. How hurt are you? How can? Yeah. He's not. And that's what he keeps saying. Can't be that hurt. I, I'm healthy. I'm 100 percent healthy. I'm healthy. So yeah, I think I think it is. And so when he people are asking him like, "Yo, you know what happened?" and 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 McVeigh said this. He's like, "Yo, it was just game flow." Here's what I think happened. McVeigh. Just kind of outthought himself. In the game against the Cowboys, he ran both horses. Gurley at like 80% probably. And, uh, and CJ Anderson, you know. They both had over 100 yards. He gave out two game balls. He's like, I'm a fucking genius, man. This is amazing. You know? Who, who splits carries with Todd Gurley? I do. Thunder, lightning, it's perfect. So he figured, yo, Super Bowl, why just give him Gurley? I'll go with the same thing. Each series, I'll just rotate. Except the Patriots hogged ball possession. So, and they weren't getting any first downs. So they were going three downs for three downs or two downs for two downs. Gurley to uh, C.J. Anderson. This is like 15 minutes apart yeah. for like two plays. They weren't rolling. Yeah. You, that's when you got to go with your horse. And uh, so if you think you're confused, a man named Todd... Or TG four hundred is very confused right now. All I know is that motherfucker is hungry. <laughs> he's got eight okay. million dollars. He's eating. He's eating well. Okay. Well, now he's got this Super Bowl chip on his shoulder. That in the biggest moment of his career, he wasn't there for whatever reason. He wasn't used. Used there. This that semantics. Whatever. He also doesn't seem to be visibly upset on the side. That's the so weirdest like, thing too. It's like, yeah. What the hell's going on? I don't know. It's a lot of weird shit, and I like it. What I do know is the Patriots now have six Super Bowls. Maybe the Super Bowl has even <laughs> become something that is just for the gram, you know? He's at the Super Bowl. He's in it, you know? That's uh, not it. But I, I was really thinking Sorry about I even how, like, fucking said that. You know, blessing and a curse to play in a Super Bowl because you either go to the happiest time of your life yep. or the lowest depths, despair, depression. Ever. Ever. Uh, you know, when, like when, you're either on the talk shows and yeah. on Disneyland and hanging out with Goofy <laughs> and Mickey and on the teacups or, yeah, you're in a, you know, eating ice cream in a room watching Netflix. And it, it's not like, no the, Olymp it's not like the, the Olympics where you get like a silver medal, you know? Yeah. You're just the loser. You're the most popular loser no, in the no, world no. You, right now. You won your conference. Doesn't matter. Doesn't feel like that. You know, no one ever gets introduced as conference champion. Right. When like, you know, bringing on alumni here, Mr. Conference champion. For, no. Yeah. Basically, you just have a shirt that says almost like written on your face for a year. Yeah. They showed Jared Goff's interception to Steph Gilmore in slow motion uh, leading into like, you know, NFL turning point, NFL network or something. And it's like the scene in The Simpsons when you can see Ralph Wiggum's heartbreak in slow motion. <laughs> you know, when like the Valentine gets yeah. sent back. I choose, ch choose, ch choose. Choose you. Right? And he sends it back and you watch it like. <laughs> and his heart breaks. Jared Goff realizes that he just made a mistake that it might be the worst moment of his life. Probably will be. And. It, like you watch him sort of realize it. It's like when Sid Crosby scored the goal for Team Canada in 2010, and you watched him score the goal, and then in one slow motion second realize he just scored the biggest goal in his country's fucking history, and he like the glee just takes over. You watch Jared Goff's dread take over, and man, it's an emotional fucking game, especially caught in slow motion. It's rough. Yeah, if you if you do check the replay, you can see that Goff did slip 
So, you know, that didn't help to right. know, under throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, pretty tight earlier, um, you know, throw, airing it out to Cooks again. And Jason McCourty went tw- over 20 yards across the field in like two seconds yep. to break that pass up, which was a sure touchdown. It yeah. was in Cooks' hand, and he knocked him out. But the Super Bowl has now come and gone, which means one thing, one awful thing, in that football is over. <laughs> the depressing music, the longest off seasons in all sports. It really sucks. Um, but looking ahead to next season, uh, it seems like the opening schedule has been leaked, at least for the, the opening game. To really? The 100th anniversary of the league, which not the 100th Super Bowl because we're not there yet. We're not even close. But right. You know, when since the NFL was founded, when there was the National Football League and the American Football League, right. the pre-merger 100-year anniversary game is going to the Bears and Packers. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Nice divisional game, um, which, you know, typically it's it was a bit of a surprise because typically it goes to, you know, the, to either a Super Bowl rematch or at least one of the teams. So switching it up in the name of some history. You talking oh, about the first game so of the year? The first game yeah. of the season isn't going to be the Patriots? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought you were talking about the Hall of Fame game. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, interesting. Bears-Packers, baby. Wow. Uh, the Patriots really used that because... It was the like mini buy. Yeah, yes. it's like they're, they get too many buys, and quite often that second game is also at home. Very interesting. Uh, Billy B going to be barking up Goodell's tree. They're, they're, they're trying to kick the Patriots off the matter. Portnoy is going to be all over this. El Prez. <laughs> For you, the Prez. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, before the Super Bowl, we had the NFL honors popped up. And once again, we were very accurate in our predictions, or at least some of us were. I went six for seven. Uh, Weird Mike, I think you went 0 for seven. No, I think I squeezed one in there. So. <laughs> I think I won one for seven. Yeah. The record well, who's show. the MVP, Mike? Under. <laughs> once again, so, uh, uh, Weird Mike, unable to follow any basic constructions. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe one right. We'll have to go and fact check that. But we, you might be on list and draft probation from here on out. So follow the, the drill. The bigger question is, when is our big uh, meal at the Scatterbush? Hashtag naked cheese. So the deal was for $50 and or a $50 gift card yes, to g- this restaurant. Gift card, yeah. But you nowhere, know nowhere in the terms and conditions are you required to be in attendance. <laughs> I thought so I was pulling if a... That was, if that was your assumption, I'm sorry, but... Um, you, I was yeah. pulling a Kenny Banya. You call him for dinner, be like, yeah, let's meet for eight, and you actually go there solo at seven, I <laughs> and then he you. shows up for the oh! bill. <laughs> what are the chances? I will email you set funds, that's the do Patrick, as you wish. That's, by the way, it's the Patrick Mahomes MVP bet of week 16, if you are a look who's talker. And my one... For life. My, yeah, my one yeah, what did you get on wrong? predictions was Offensive Player of the Year, because they gave it to the MVP to Mahomes and that's the one, Offensive that, that's Player like of the Year to Mahomes. Only the couple I got right, yeah. I have never, I've never seen that. So, further to the point, I think I was going, interrupting you, telling you that they never do that. Yes. <laughs> so... They don't. I think I went 0 for 8. <laughs> seven awards, but lost eight picks. Like, there's, there were seven awards, and you went 0 for 8. <laughs> when, yeah, like when Peyton Manning won, you know, when he set the touchdown, single season touchdown record in what, 2013? Yeah. He didn't get Offensive Player of the Year. It, is, it historically goes to the runner up of MVP. Um, it's kind of a redundant award, but yeah, very weird. Paul, t- Paul Rudd nailed that. He presented uh, Mahomes. Yeah, that was awesome. He, uh, for those who didn't catch that segment, yeah, he, uh, Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, yeah. worst superhero ever, but funny actor. Um, yeah, he was presenting the award, and he did the rare jersey suit. So instead of just opening a envelope or something, he just turned around and had Mahomes on his back. Yeah, yeah, badass. yeah. Pretty badass. Uh, hosting this year, they had Steve Harvey, and it was fucking great. He was actually really fun. It was great. He, he lit up the, enti- the entire NFL personnel that were there about sell he's like i love the celebrations i love them but for a first down (laughs) 10 yards you you paid millions of dollars and then he walks 10 yards on the stage and be like really and then he does the like the classic like ref first down like pointing celebration yeah he's like i never want to see it again it was great. Yeah, he was. He also ripped everybody. He's like, yeah, you know why we're all in the room tonight? Because of one man, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. If he wasn't in the league, all y'all would be in the big game. Yeah. 
Like, oh, is it, did that hurt a bit? Yeah. As if you haven't been thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I mean, Panama mean, Holmes, Deshaun Watson, like all Aaron Rodgers just like laughing and just like screaming inside. He even made a joke about assassinating Tom Brady. He was like, haven't y'all thought about just killing him? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I swear to God, man. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Miss America or whatever. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not Miss Universe. He really cut loose, you know? Yeah. It's the NFL. I had to respect, yeah, it was, it was. Exceeded expectations. I watched a lot of Steve Harvey hosted events this year. <laughs> yeah. His jokes are he was chirping. The, he's like, he's like, NFL fans love family feud. Why didn't you guys call me eight years ago? Yeah. What you been waiting for? It was great. Great, great opening monologue. Um, last but not least, a couple of coaching updates. So as predicted, the Dolphins officially announced Brian, Brian Flores, the defensive play caller and linebackers coach from the Patriots, will be joining them as their new head coach, replacing Adam Gase. The Pats have... Replaced him already with Greg Schiano. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, coming in hot out of uh, Ohio State football. Yeah, coming out of a lot of places. Ohio State. Including your local pub, Last Man Dragged Out. This guy's got some grease to him, man. And the Patriots hired him, really. He could use some grease. Fascinating. Wait a minute, hold on. Elaborate. Wait, the local pub, Last Man you know, Dragged he's, Out? He's, he's got uh, he's got some uh, some scum to him. A little <laughs> pond scum. <laughs> A little greasy, I'm you know. It breaks the rules. He's part pond. of that whole urban, uh, uh, urban recruitment art. scam. Uh, there was trouble in uh, Tampa when he was the head coach. Well, he was getting his players to attack the victory formation. So there you go. Right. That was that was that who was does that scum? Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, Shiano. America's worst nightmare. He is a, a human Humpty Dumpty, by the way. The man does not have a neck. If you can ever who's look at the, him. Uh, who's the guy going down to South Beach to coach the uh, Dolphins? Brian Flores. So is that Matt Patricia 2.0? Again, back-to-back years, they get the defensive coordinator plucked, and Patricia lays an egg in Detroit. Now this guy's going to a division. Well, I, I got more faith in Flores because his defense was fucking amazing. They held the two top offenses in the league, in the Rams okay, okay. and the Chiefs, to zero points through the yeah, halves the, in the playoffs. Yeah, the Eagles threw up a 40-burger last Super Bowl. Yeah, like everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, Matt Patricia. He's an engineering student. Hey! Look at him. He's got that pencil in his ear. He's so smart. But the Pats D always sucked. Like, speaking suck, but, you know, they always, you know, Tom had to put up, you know, 30-plus points. Speaking of the uh, monster pecker of Philadelphia himself, Nick's packing up his dick and getting out of there. Hey! He void he uh, voided the the they, option. They tagged him, and then he optioned. Up. Yeah, so he's paying. They they tagged him for twenty million dollars, and he's paying two million dollars to not be tagged, because yo, people want that yuck. He wants a, he <laughs> wants he wants a contract. Yeah, yeah, and he's gonna get one. I think I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tom oh. Coughlin, are gonna be like, yeah, yo, yeah, fuck Eli, fuck fuck Joe. I don't give a fuck Flacco. This guy so my- is doing it. My semi-bold prediction of a few weeks ago is even <laughs> less of a shot. Falls to Jacksonville, eh? I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking that. I take that. All right. Uh, God damn it. It is the fucking end of the NFL season. But you know what? Uh, one thing to think about. I know it always feels like you know, whenever you watch two championship teams go at it, you're like, oh, man, like. You know, a couple of great teams, like, you know, they'll be, they'll be back. That's not, you know, that's, that's not always the case. It actually usually it isn't. It's very rarely the case. Indeed. So I uh, got a kind of grim truth of the week. If you're a fan of the L.A. Rams. Truth of the week! Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. <laughs> truth of the week, folks. Is it the Rams? Won't be back. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that one-year try. That was it. That was it. And I got reasons. I'm going to list them. And you're going to be laughing at me right now. You're looking at your speaker in your car like I'm right there. Thinking, no, man, they're good. They're like an all-star team. Yeah, not for long. Here we go. Reason number one, the Rams won't be back in the Super Bowl. The offense has been exposed. This Offense that no one could really stop. Dressing up every single play with a jet sweep. How do you cover all this? Well, you know what? The Lions, the Pats, they've kind of proven how to do it. So Greg McVay's going to have to go back to the drawing board, go into his little wizard room and fuck, you know, figure some shit out. They've been exposed. They got stopped. That wasn't Goff necessarily struggling. That was his offense, the way it's currently constructed, shut down. And now there's a recipe to do it that everyone just watched. Number two. And Dominic Kong Sue, 
One of the reasons, one of the main reasons, that Eric Donald uh, had such extreme success this year. Yeah, he had success last year, but he was even allowed to succeed more because one of the biggest monsters in the league was next to him. What a dynamic duo on half of your defensive line with Fowler on the outside. Fowler's gone. Free agency. And Kong Su, the biggest monster in the NFL, probably going elsewhere unless he takes a discount to sign with the Rams. Oh, they might cut him. Or they cut him. I think he goes elsewhere. He played pretty good. Someone will give him a nice big contract. He's got like, you know, anyway, the, Was- the old Washington Redskins would have loved him. Uh, the new ones and current. Sure. Anyway, uh, so he's gone. Akib Talib, their number one uh, cornerback. He's 33 years old, and he's been hurt half of the year the past two seasons. All right? Hard to rely on him. Their O-line is old. Like, old, old. Uh, Whitworth. Whitworth. He's yeah, like, he's like 34. 37? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's older than Weird Mike. Yeah. And he, he went out with Gladys Knight back in the day. <laughs> Go Tommy a thing or two. Got a boy. hand job on the bus. No, even then she didn't go down on a knee. <laughs> love a good bus load. <laughs> oh my God. Gladys, wherever you are, we love you. Leslie, get Gladys on the phone. Tell her we love her. Um, okay. Yeah, the O line's old. So uh, that's going to be a problem. That's not something you can just easily replace, especially in NFC where you need it. Uh, Goff is good, but he's not incredible. He's good. And in about one or two years, he gets really expensive, which means all these weapons that you're signing, Cooks, all this stuff, you're going to have to re-sign, Cooper Cup, Woods. You're going to have to ditch some of the fat. In the Patriot way, it's a lot harder to do than you think. And they are in the NFC, an infinitely harder conference to get out of. There's good quarterbacks everywhere. They, they're in a tough division. They also now have the number one seed where they'll play everybody else. They're not the Patriots who just have six of the easiest games that you can have for NFL divisional play in NFL history. Dolphins, Bills, Jets, times two. Five wins right there. Fake news. Anyway. NFC West is getting a lot better, though. Jimmy G's coming back. Jimmy G sucks. Let's be honest here. Well, they got a whole lot of cap space and a whole lot of draft picks. And the Seahawks are on their way back. Jeffrey. Yeah, the entire NFC. The Bears, the Vikings, the entire NFC South. The NFC is The NFC thick. East. The NFC is thick. It's With thick. Multiple Cs. So Todd Gurley's confused. McVay, by the way, he was mic'd up, and he was talking to Bill Belichick before the game. And he, it was literally like a guy meeting his idol. I remember uh, I've had the, you know, the pleasure of meeting some hockey legends from uh, some employment. And I got to meet Mario Lemieux. Okay? Pretty cool. I don't really get awestruck, you know, by anyway. Everyone does their thing. Good for you, you know? Uh, just be nice to everybody, you know? I was awestruck by Mario Lemieux. He was, I grew up, and he was the wizard of hockey. You know, Gretzky scored all the points and, you know, was like, you know, the face of the league. But, man, I, like, Mario seemed like the, the, the best hockey player I ever watched play as far as, like, magic. So when I saw him, I was awestruck. Well, I was a hockey player. McVay's a football coach. And he's in the Super Bowl against the best coach of all time. And he actually thinks he has a chance to win. So he is giddy. He's excited. He is out of his fucking league. And as he admitted after the game, overcoached, outcoached. Uh, and it showed. And it showed. I didn't think it was too over the top. Like, you know, he is, you know, one of his coaching idols. Probably yeah. one of the reasons, you know. He's, he's a fantastic coach. He's been studying him for he's the his fantastic entire coach. coaching career. It's, you know, that is who you emulate. So And like, you, you know, know. Ray Lewis was saying like, oh, you know, they lost the game, right? That is like, no, they fucking didn't. Right. Like, okay. He showed this legend, this yeah. living legend, some a lot of respect. Let, let me tell you something. There'll be one person who knows more than any other person in the entire world that Sean McVay will be a much better coach when he's older than when he's than right now when he's 32. And you know who that person is? The older Sean McVay. If asked 10 years from now, hey, are you better coach now or when you were 32 years old? Now, I have 10 more years of experience. My genius doesn't disappear. I just gain experience. If you're really good at your job and your life right now, you will be better at it in 10 years unless you are an acrobat. You know? Yeah. 
He's yeah, and then he'll only be forty three. Right. You look at Belichick's career. Yeah, he was fired from the Browns. Yeah. Like you know, there's I, a lot of bumps in the road I think, before, I, you know. I think there's going. an unspoken pride here of Belichick being like, I'm not losing to this kid who was a sperm when I started coaching in this league. You know, my th- extra thirty years and my dad's knowledge at Navy, it, like I should win. And there's that. I don't think he slept for two weeks. Like, yeah, I'm going to shut this offense down because this kid was sperm when I started my career. So when do you got the Rams back in the Super Bowl? You got a whole bunch of reasons why they won't be. When do you think that they will be? I think they just fall back into this rotation of good but not superior NFC teams. You know? They just fall back into this team, this circul- circulating group of eight. I see that, right? Yeah, it's very interesting offseason for them because obviously, you know, it's easy when you win the Super Bowl. It's like, okay, you know, golf, yeah. we're going to throw the money at him. Yeah. But now, like, what do you do? Is he your guy moving forward? Yeah. Are you, you know, are you bringing in someone else? Like, it's there's a lot of a lot of questions up in the air. I got a number for your list. They're about to move into a new stadium, and there's the shift in that dynamic. Like, they're going to be a whole. Yeah, there'll be a show. New core moving into the new stadium. Who's making that cut? Yeah. Like there's internal. They, that on your list. The other thing is, down. the other thing is, is a team that reminds, I wasn't alive for this, but you know, watch NFL films religiously. Best music ever. The high flying 1984 Miami Dolphins were the highest scoring team in the league. Went to the Super Bowl with their second year quarterback a young hot shot named Dan Marino. Pittsburgh's finest. And they had a fantastic coach, just like the Rams do. Mr. Shula. Star-studded defense, just like the Rams do. And they never got back, and they never won it. Dan Marino never won it. Jared Goff, man, this isn't easy. And the Herd brought up a great point. If you don't win your first one, there's only been like one or like two guys that actually get back because it's so fucking devastating. Yeah, like half the playoff teams aren't in the playoffs next year like it's there's well, such turnover I like it, that is, little, uh, it is you know the league is stats. built you know for parity and you know there's a lot of what separates we've talked about it on the show before but what separates the top teams and the bottom teams isn't that much actually it's a couple you know you know one new coach a couple new bodies and and there you go yeah uh i mean it's, it's just it's, it's hard so uh good luck uh but yeah nfc is a tough place to play Thank you, everyone, who made our show last week the most downloaded episode of Look Who's Talking History. And yes, we've been around so long, we have a Look Who's Talking History. Oh, there's some history. Leslie, thanks for keeping all those stats, baby. Uh, yeah, Mike, weird Mike. Uh, we haven't golfed in a long time, but you've had honors for a couple weeks now. And uh, you know what? We're going to keep the picks rolling here on this show. It's half the reason you come, besides just to look at picks of Huck's mustache, because that's why I'm here, folks. That's why I'm here. That's right, folks. The weird pick got no offseason. You stay tuned for that on Twitter all year. Weird picks coming at you randomly. Uh, Something that I didn't mention to you guys, I splashed my first touchdown. I rarely went with the favorite, but I went with it and contributed to the big haul for Weird Mike in the Super Bowl. And uh, we're going to keep it going. Uh, but before I tell that weird pick, I got a couple of birthday shout-outs. You know, I get my weirdness from two people. Oh, God. Okay? And they happen to be born a week apart of the same year. That's Mama and Papa Weird. My parents both turned 65 this week. Feb 7, today and one week. Yes, Papa Weird is born on Valentine's Day. Yep. Weird senior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always had a fascination with everyday that's not a regular day. Groundhog, Valentine's, St. Patty's, Halloween, Labor Day, Simcoe Day, you name it. Because Pops was born on Valentine's Day every other day. So that's like some origins of the weird, you know? Like I'm trying to make you understand it. Okay. I'm Bringing you back. It's now. like the rings on the tree, you know? Where it all began. So happy birthday, 65th. You both made it. I love you both. And they're the two newest listeners. I stole their phone at Swish LA today and uh, downloaded the episode i'm taking it seriously bro steal your phone yeah yeah that's great i don't say how they say how yeah. many there yeah. you go tell them vog right uh, do you have a pick or are you just talking to your phone yo easy <laughs> before i tell sylvie and renzo you rush their birthday segment i sh- they don't think they, i don't think they can <laughs> this wasn't in the pre-pro right the show. yeah yeah 
birthday song. Even your dad's like, oh, okay. The weird pick is 17 and 10 on the year. Six straight. Fire, fire. Under was a cinch. Halftime lock. Never happens. Fucking loved it. Every stinking minute of it. And the weird pick this week is actually in a few days from now. I don't care what the line is. It's the NBA All-Star Game, folks. You take Team Giannis, <laughs> the Greek freak, Kumpo, in the All-Star Game, in the draft versus LeBron. LeBron's life is a nightmare right now. People are fading him. There's no love for LeBron. He's become the unofficial villain again. Okay? <laughs> the All-Star Weekend... This game means so much to Giannis, man. Nine years ago, this guy's selling watches on the streets of Athens. It's true. And now he's the captain of the all-star game versus the king. And he gets to draft a team to beat him. Yep. And guess what? All the guys LeBron drafted are going to be guys that have been to the all-star game before. La-di-da. Giannis is going to take a bunch <laughs> of first-timers. Have you talked to LeBron about this? I'm telling you, watch it unfold. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm staying hot, kid. All right. Team Giannis attended a cupo. A.K.A. the Greek Freak. The team he drafts rolls in the All-Star game. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in a couple weeks. I'll have a few more for you. You heard it here first, folks. Team Giannis. We don't even know who's on Team Giannis yet, but his Team Giannis will win. We do, actually. Oh, do we? Oh, come on. Shut yeah. up. We just got released. Hey, you, you have to keep your the pick. Roster, the, I, roster, the rosters are set. Let's hear it. And let's just say I really, really like Team LeBron. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'll rhyme off a couple names. Team LeBron, Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, et cetera, et cetera. Team Giannis, top names, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton. Come on, Nick, Nicola Jochik. I've, I've, yeah, I'll, go team, I'll go Team LeBron for one of the cases of beer for the Washington Simmons, match. Hundreds. Griffin. Done. Hundreds. Done. Lock it up. Locked up. I we, think I think because L.A. is through all this bullshit right now with the AD trade, LeBron has more to prove than ever. He is in a new city. They are 500. They're outside of the playoffs looking in right now. I think he goes ham and makes a statement and shoves it down it sounds like Giannis's it's, throat. It's, it, Giannis is amazing. Steph's amazing. I will amazing. bet you on this. But the so rest I of, hate betting you, but I'll let's, bet you let's something. Set, let's bet the 50. No, a case. Let the something. 50 roll. No. Come on, Because I already won it. <laughs> exactly. That's double or nothing. That's how the betting world works. Ooh, pressure's on. Done. Done. All Let's right. go, Team LeBron. Woo! Me and VOG. So, like I said, look at Giannis's roster. Not now, later, whenever you can. It's filled with guys that are first-timers that are so jacked to be there and still got something to prove. All right? Kawhi Leonard? Please. Mean, Love the guy, but mean, please. this guy's not balling out in the All-Star game. I'll tell you who is. He Chris was, Middleton. He was first the first-time All-Star. He's the most serious player in the league. Kawhi Leonard like. was going to be the guy that would stop LeBron. Now, he, 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 who's doing that? Embiid? Anyway. Anyway, uh, we're taking Team LeBron. Okay. Uh, right, so I got a case of beer and 50 beans. You got on it. the Greek freak. It's exciting. Uh, keep well, them, you break even on that money. Keep one last thought, folks, before we go to the news that doesn't matter as much. Uh, yes, Brady got six rings. But besides the helmet catch and the crazy one of the craziest toe taps by Mario Manningham I've ever seen. And the best throw of Eli Manning's career. Wow. You, hands down. Would have been eight. That's how close it was to something really amazing. But flip side of the coin. He's not retiring. You're losing that Seattle one. And, he, those two. and he might go for eight. Okay. Yeah. Un- when you got six rings, what do you woulda, shoulda, coulda? It's the, that, it was that three, close. Sure. You could think. That's cool. Six eight. is six. Also, if they don't get the pick. I love how go. I love how these Super Bowls are so close, though. Besides that, uh, that one. Some tight ones. Okay. Love you, Mom. <laughs> we love you, too. Your son's weird. <laughs> All right, Huck Media is telling me it is time for his favorite segment, the news that doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. All right, all right. News that doesn't matter. Jeffrey, please don't sing. I thought we fixed this last week. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> you, you just can't pull it off. It's it's a it's a high note to hit. I know. Uh, but starting it it's off, it's like the anthem in high school. I just get excited. I can hit it. You guys give me the chance. I can hit it. That probably won't ever come. Uh, starting it off with some big winners and losers on the betting front. So obviously, we talked. Uh, Weird Mike had some big success. Yes, he did. A lot of these props didn't really hit because of the lack of offense. Right. Um, a lot more offensive props than defensive props. But um, calling out a couple uh, big winners. Some 
psychopath bet the Rams would score exactly three points. Yes. He put 250 bucks down, 400 to one odds, walked away with 100K. Oh, baby. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. So that missed kick at the end when they were rushing the field goal he, unit out? Yeah. Was a 100K kick? You thought you were jacked up. <laughs> yeah, I put 70 beans on Greg the Leg to miss a kick. This guy's got it for 100 cold. Man. Oh, my God. If I had bets like that, like I'd have to be knocked out and woken up after the fact. Like, you can't be watching that live. We gotta get cardiac, you cardiac arrest. Right. We got to get you hooked on some betting, bro, because, you know, these first-time reactions, man, you know, it's, anyway... Uh, it's like yeah. taking a girl's virgin. Well, Cordell Patterson crossed the 45. I had a half chub. You know, <laughs> that's, hey. I thought I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, another nutcase threw down two whole dollars on a bet that uh, Brady throwing a pick on his first pass. Whoa. Yeah. And after a couple successful runs by Sonny Michelle, he did, in fact, that. He by did. Mr. That. Nickel Robbie Coleman took yep. the pass. Uh, intended for Chris Hogan and Littleton yeah. caught it right. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Littleton. Uh, but yeah, two de- two dollars turned into eleven hundred and thirty one dollars and fifty eight cents. Damn, not too shabby. Moving over to the loser category. Poopy. On a much larger scale, someone unknown, an anonymous better known as Better X, lost three point eight million dollars that he put straight up on the Rams to win. Don't feel too too bad for him though. Um, this. Anonymous legend is right. still very much up after last year's World Series, where he took home twenty million dollars. Yeah, and he also bet, I believe, a late three million dollars on the Eagles, uh, with an extra million on the spread and like three million on the money line. Eagles last year. I just want to know who it is. Yeah, what a cool name. Better Better X. X is the most mysterious. Yeah. Next next year, let's make some bets as better. X-Y. Double X, yeah. <laughs> Double X, I like it. We'll get as much notoriety, a couple less zeros on the bets. Yeah, but weirder odds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will the will the performer at halftime be wearing a tank top that looks like a fucking couch? <laughs> Plus 400. Oh, baby. Book it. I like those odds. Over or under three and a half suicides during the next Maroon 5 song. <laughs> Sorry, Hawk. I know, I know you like him. Apologies, Huck. Yeah. Drop another loser on me. <laughs> Moving on. No more losers to report. But um, I don't know if you guys caught this, but for some reason, Mr. Usain Bolt, the fastest man in the world, was hanging around the NFL and the Super Bowl all Super Bowl week. Um, you know, he's just doing some interviews. Big Puma athlete. There's a couple Puma athletes in the NFL. I guess that was his connection. Yep. But randomly, they're like, hey, Usain, you, you want to just run a 40-yard dash? And, you know, sure, okay. So he did exactly that, and they timed it. And, yeah, clearly he's not in sprinting gear and attire and all the things that they wear in the combine. But sure enough, he did it, and he's wearing pants and just, you know, random shoes, yeah. not spikes. They look like, like Sperry's. <laughs> yeah, literally like boat shoes, loafers. And, yeah, first try, 4-2-2. Ties the record right. set by John Ross of the Cincinnati Bengals, um, who beat Chris Johnson, CJ2K, um, way back when that, that – your, that record that has been standing for quite some time. And it wasn't even like a set performance or anything. It wasn't like, you know, there was a stage. Or I don't even think he stretched. Yeah. No. So, he like, imagine you're up. wandering the convention center floor and you're like, hey, I want to go get some fudge over here. And, you know, and just beside the fudge stand is fucking Usain Bolt about to run a 40. Right. There was like 80 people there. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was very bizarre, sort of how it came to be. Love but, that shit. Um, I'm a big, big, Olympics track and field guy. Um, so, yeah, I've obviously been watching, yeah, sprinting a long time. Usain, yes, why? He, well, he is the fastest guy in the world, 100 and 200 meter. His skill as a sprinter is nothing to do with his explosive start. Sprinters, like, he gets beat out of the blocks by everyone. His strength as a sprinter is in the, la- the last half of the 100 meter dash when he doesn't slow down at all. He continues to accelerate. Mm. So, yeah, the fact that he can pull this off in a 40 yard. Um, you know, it's it's nothing short of insane. Vog, you just made my dick move. All right, are we are we breaking down the hundred meter dash here? Yeah, we man. break down everything on Look Who's yeah. Talking, folks. You got a a pre bet on Team Greek Freak before we knew the roster. Covered all, baby. Yeah, you. But uh, the guy, he's, he's seven and zero in his last seven picks. Stay away, bro. Go check some Olympic highlights. You'll see exactly what I mean. Where he pulls <laughs> away in the last fifty meters. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, baby. Moving on to some other legends in their own right. Um, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, two guys controlling their respective leagues of the NFL and college football for the last, you know, 10 plus years. Um, 
there's a, a very weird trend has emerged where they seemingly can't win a championship on the on the same year. They rotate. So despite all their success, yeah, it's just it's never happened together. So anytime it's it's kind of a great prediction because anytime Saban loses, it's like oh, it's another Pats year. But literally since 2014, they have alternated championship winning years, and even and then 2013 was a wash, but 2012. Yeah, the, yeah, that's crazy. Continues. That's it's crazy. Very bizarre that's that despite up. all the success, it's just never quite aligned. And they're good buddies. Like they chat all the time. They work together. Um, Saban was one of his assistants when he was the head coach in Cleveland. Belichick gets a lot of uh, Saban defensive players in later rounds. He gets tipped off. Not tipped off. They're buddies. Like you oh, said, no, totally. it's, it's totally open table. No, he, he, yeah, he's not a college evaluator of talent. Like so, he leans on those guys a lot. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, taking it back to the AFC Championship game, they finally caught the fan in Arrowhead Stadium that was shining the green lasers at Tom Brady's eyes. Really? Yes. So local police. Yeah, there was a lot of, that? I guess, you know, cameras in the building. They sort of triangulated the location. They figured it out. They found the green laser guy. And so local, pe- local police were like, yep, we got him. We're all set to slap him with a citation which is like a grown-up slap on the wrist warning, like, don't do that again. I had imagined there's maybe some community service. Probably not. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a bit of a fine. Uh, but the Chiefs, in a ballsy move that I really respect, uh, they stepped in and said, no, please prosecute this guy to the highest degree of the law. Like, punish this guy. Yeah. Like, we're making an example out of him. This There's no place for people like that in Chiefs, you know, kingdom. and Absolutely. Because if the Chiefs had won the game, that could have been something that, you know, cost them the game. They never want to fucking see that again. Or yeah. it could have cost Brady his retina. There's, yeah, no, totally. There's like these, you know, it's it's kind of a fun, you know, Chiefs when you're a kid, win. you buy a laser pointer and right. you shine it at the house next door. But like, yeah. if you do get those in the in the eye, like they can cause imagine irreparable the chi- damage. Imagine the Chiefs won on an interception thrown while there's a visible laser in his face, right? Game laser under, gate. You gotta, game under protest. You got to come down hard. So respect to uh, the Chiefs on that one. Got to come down hard. All right, that was the news that does not matter, but you know what? All oh, the news matters just a little bit. Uh, I've been teasing all episode about uh, the call that nobody was talking about, okay? And we kind of hinged on it a bit earlier, but just to clarify, when the game was tied 3-3, the game being the Super Bowl, <laughs> Rams had the ball in the fourth quarter. They were at midfield on first down. Todd Gurley, for the first time in the entire game, broke free, broke a tackle in stride, got 13 yards, and it was first down, uh... At the New England 37-yard line, tied 3-3. Except there was a flag on the play. Now, CBS took a while to actually show you the replay of this flag. Tony was talking about it. He's like, I didn't really see anything. They show the replay, and it's holding on the Rams' center, and it was barely there. Question. They show the replay, and even Romo's like, ah, I wouldn't have called that. So, I mean, it wasn't like a total ghost call, but for with like, you know, Seven, eight minutes left in the Super Bowl. Game tied. Uh, kind of a ghost call. Turns into first and 20. Sack. Incompletion. Sack. Punt. Patriots drive for the game-winning touchdown. So, just it goes to show you, we have a bit of recency bias. And yes, the Saints call did cost them the game. But in every football season, in every playoffs, there's missed calls or bad calls that uh, aren't as fresh in our memory. And impact the game in some way or another. Absolutely. You know, a less sexy moment yeah. that kind of got swept under the, the rug. It is rarer that I see an NFL game not somewhat influenced by the human error of officials. Maybe not as greatly influenced, but it, it is unfortunately part of the game. Small things lead to these momentum changes. And yeah, like, I mean, on any given play, you know, there is a holding call that you could or couldn't call. Yeah. Like so it's tough. Giddy up. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. We had a great week. Uh, we great hope- season. Great season. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff coming up. We got the draft. We got free agency, and we got everything else going on in the fucking world. Uh, do you have anything to say, Mr. Andy Huckle, our twisting mustache? Yeah, stop making fun of Maroon Five so much. <laughs> All right, Andy, I will, man. I'm sorry about that. I know it's personal. Uh, uh, yeah, on that note, because football is leaving our lives, um, <laughs> the best thing I've found to do, one, mock drafts for next fantasy season. Sure. Um, but get really into the draft. It's amazing. Oh. Last year, I was the most invested. I, you, know, you know, you get to know all the players, and yeah, it's just plus, it's the best thing. It's the best thing in lieu of real football. Plus draft props and just draft stuff, all right? Your favorite shows, your favorite color marker. 
everything. Just because right? just football's gone doesn't mean we are, folks. We're going to be hanging around during the off season. Absolutely keeping that weird, fresh take. Andy's been dying for us to do a Maroon 5 draft, but he just wants to pick Adam first overall. You know what? Tune in next time to see if we got him. Thanks a lot, Look Who's Talkers. Woo! In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath a halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light It split the night And touched the sound of silence And in the naked light I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more People talking without speaking Writing songs that voices never share No one dared disturb the sound of silence Fool said I, you do not know Silence like a cancer grows Hear my words that I might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you But my words like silent raindrops fell And echo the wills of silence And the people bowed and prayed To the neon god they made sign flashed out its warning in the words that it was forming and the sign said the words of the prophets are written on the subway walls tenement halls whispered the sounds of silence